Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. You know, sometimes it's easier to lift your head up from local, look further abroad, and uh, try and distract us with some of the real challenges that people are having in lives. Writers in Hollywood, can you imagine the suffering? The suffering must be quite remarkable. Bronwyn Williams, she's a futurist, she's an economist, and a business trend analyst. A very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Good morning. Very well, thanks for yourself. I am well. So, so what is the strike all about? I, I know that I'm meant to have taken it seriously. I just haven't. <laughs> well, which one, right? So, we started off with uh, with the writers' strike, which has been going on for a very long time. Yes. Writers are obviously concerned about how much they're getting paid, and in fact, the main argument is with regards to the royalties that they're getting from streaming services, as opposed to the royalties writers need to get from traditional TV or these network channels, right? So they feel like they're not quite earning as much as they used to. Of course, there's been fragmentation in the industry too, so how much of that really is to do with the pay models? How much of that is to do with our attention is being fragmented is, of course, up for debate. But the point is that writers are earning less. And that was before the whole AI thing came into play. And, of course, ah. that just made everyone that much more panicky because right. if you are writing mediocre second screen content, and let me be honest, I have seen some of the, some of the posts coming from inside some of these streaming service producing mm-hmm. meetings where they're literally saying, oh, that script's way too impressive or too high quality. We only want second screen content. So basically, we want something that someone can keep on in the background while they're scrolling through TikTok on their couch without feeling like they are losing the plot. So in other words, streaming and our fragmented attention and multi-screen identity that we are tolerant of and the producers are looking for lower quality. We're definitely having some uh, technical glitches this morning, but that's okay. We can handle it. Maybe I shouldn't have said some of those things I said earlier. Bronwyn's apparently back with us. Bronwyn, are you there? Yes, I'm not sure what happened there. I suddenly started hearing music being played from your studio. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely some tech glitches. I think it's because of my criticism of the whole Jacob Zuma thing. You know how that works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. On the list somewhere. Exactly. All right. So, so uh, carry on what uh, as to what you were saying. Yeah. So you are saying, as I was saying, uh, studios are investing. In low quality content, low quality content is exactly what AI excels at, right? This is all retrospective looking and it's all derivative and that's basically what we want thing, or at least what, what uh, we wanting in terms of our behavior when it comes to what we watch on streaming services. So anyway, writers are concerned for various reasons, concerned they're not getting pay enough and concerned the job objectives or their previous work can actually be used to do them out of a job going into the future. But of course, now you've kind of got the, the actors also joining the strike in Hollywood because actors are now also concerned about, again, the royalties they're getting paid. They've some pretty, um, pretty significant case studies that have gone around showing how actors in very popular shows were getting royalty checks for like under $8 despite the fact that they worked on these shows full time. Now, what do you think about royalties and copyrights and residual income for work done once? I don't know about you, but I certainly don't get paid by my former employers for work that I did 10 years ago. Absolutely. The fairness thereof, but the, the actors who feel this is their right and that they deserve residuals for their, for their work, and they're not getting paid as much as they used to, but also now quite concerned about AI and how, of course, we can make digital likenesses of people that we filmed in the past and can use various different software tools to essentially use your likeness to make follow-up series or sequels without having to pay once again. And this, of course, is scaring people who work in quite rock star and movie star-like careers 
where you might not have constant work and if you do kind of rely on your persona and your person to make an income going forward. So very real concerns there, but also, of course, uh, a bit eyebrow-raising when you see some of the, the high-paid actors complaining yeah. about this, well, given the current state of our economy. Absolutely. It's always to put these things in perspective. Absolutely How fair it is, right. that depends very much on your policy. Yeah, exactly. The suffering. The suffering is very hard to, to really feel for it. Uh, let's just talk about how, I mean, we know that, that Barbie and Oppenheimer absolutely uh, changed, brought people back to cinemas in, across the world. And, in fact, it's just become this massive trend. Is it continuing? Well, we have these sort of cultural moments every now and again. And, I mean, the Barbie movie has been promoted very heavily at us for the better part of a year. It came to a whole lot of prepackaged marketing in the form of this being something that we already know. I think Oppenheimer just kind of got lucky that people like the contrast and everyone likes a good meme. I doubt that it would have done as well on its own had Barbie not been there. I think Barbie's a pretty good symbol of what's happening with culture globally. And that we do have a globalized society. So we do tend to, towards winners taking all. This is something that I've spoken and written quite a lot about, our hyper-connected, hyper-digitalized world. It is a world where winners win big and smaller things do tend to disappear. So there are parallels with what's going on with the world of acting and writing and who wins and who loses in our current right. current society. But I think it's also interesting to note that even as it's so culturally and globally homogenous and, and winner-taking all, everyone's got a different take on this thing. So we're all looking at the same thing but seeing a different picture, which is, which is a that quite is interesting, absolutely interesting comment on, on the whole phenomena. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Ben Shapiro absolutely Yeah, some people see it as being a feminist movie, others as being quite a patriarchal movie, some see it as left-wing, some see it as right-wing. Everyone sees what they've been primed to see, but everyone's looking at the same thing, which is basically quite a good metaphor for for our global world. world. Absolutely. What did you think? <laughs> Three four five one nine or oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine. Don't don't tell me you haven't seen it. I know you have. I know that you have. I know that Makundi's even ordered an outfit for it. Is it wrong to say that on air, Makund? But you're getting ready to go and see it. When are you going? What took you so long to say it on air? I, mean, uh, I bought I bought a two piece, a pink two piece, shorts and a shirt. And you want to see pictures? I th- you're waiting for it to get a bit warmer, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. I'm waiting for. Second part of spring to start. Right. So Makundi <laughs> has bought the outfit. and Because you can't really go and see Barbie if you're not in character, can you? No, 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 no. no. This, this, this is not just a movie. We're not playing here. So, <laughs> so Makundi, if it's not just a movie, what is it? It's an experience. It's a, it's a cultural phenomenon, if you will. Right. And, and, you, and you have to be part of it. You've and, got to... Oh, no. I got too much FOMO to not be a part of it, you know. So I got my... I got my shirt. We're actually supposed to go last week, but I told my friend, I'm not going anywhere until my outfit arrives. <laughs> <laughs> That's not shallow at all, Mukun. Not, not shallow not at all. Not one bit. Not right. one bit. Very, very humble of me. Right, right. Wow. Uh, that, and, and, and that's the point, isn't it? That, uh, uh, Bronwyn, that's the, that, that, that's what it's about is, is this whole cultural experience. Yeah, everyone wants to feel part of something, right? And it's quite easy to feel part of this. All you have to do is give your few hundred grand over to the cinema and you too can be part of the, the phenomena that is Barbie. You can be part of American pop culture too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely right. Makud, is that where the second date is going to be? I'm going with my friends. Oh, okay, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No need to, no need to react in such a prickly sort of a way. I get it. Um, I get it. Uh, either way, Bronwyn Williams, that's where we leave it. Bronwyn is a futurist economist and a business trend analyst. 841. Good morning.